And we're on Venus. Isn't it cute here? <laughs> so just to start off, the disclaimer I like to make in case there's anyone new listening, I study Hellenistic astrology, which means it's rooted in the ancient Greek and Roman teachings. Sometimes these teachings can differ slightly from the modern ones. So as the podcast goes on, keep in mind that if you hear anything that may conflict with what you see online or what you typically hear, it's because I'm a Hellenistic astrologer. It's getting more mainstream, which I'm pretty excited about, but it's still not, I'll say, the first and foremost. With Venus, it's not going to be that prominent, but just keep that in mind. So, Venus, the Greek god Aphrodite, and the Roman god Venus. Aphrodite is the Greek goddess of love, beauty, procreation, pleasure, and passion. She rules over everything that's sensual and has to do with femininity. And while she's known for her beauty, she's also said to be temperamental. And if she didn't get her way, she could kind of be spiteful, I'll say. So it's not uncommon for her to be spiteful in the name of love. The day of the week that Venus signifies is Friday. And this is actually, this isn't derived from Greek traditions. As far as I know, if someone knows different than me, please let me know. But from what I know about mythology is that the reason Venus is Friday is because of Norse mythology. And that's because of the goddess Frigga, which is Friday. So Frigga in Norse mythology represents love and beauty and knowledge, things like that. She's kind of similar to Aphrodite, but Frigga in Norse mythology is at a much more elevated level than Aphrodite. So anyway, everyone loves Friday. Friday is typically the start of the weekend for most people, and that's when people will do something fun or special for themselves. And it's sort of like a, a self-love day, which kind of goes in the whole groove of Aphrodite, Venus, the whole love thing. That's my mythology bit. You guys know I love mythology, so I just have to get that out there. Let's go on to the physical planet itself and the transits of the planet. So Venus is sometimes referred to as Earth's sister planet, and that's because it's very close in size, mass, shape, and density to Earth. Venus also comes closer to Earth's orbit than any other planet. Venus is the second closest planet to the sun, and it takes about 225 days to fully orbit the sun. Venus stays in each sign from about 23 days to two months. That seems like a really big range, and that's because of retrogrades. So when a planet goes into retrograde, it's not uncommon for it to shift backwards into a different sign, and that's why you see this big 23 to two months kind of deal. Similar to Mercury, Venus will never be more than two signs away from the sun. So if you listen to the Mercury episodes, you'll remember me saying that Mercury is never more than one sign away from the sun. Well, Venus is never more than two signs away from the sun. So let me give you an example of that. I am a Sagittarius sun. So that means I could have either been a Libra Venus, a Scorpio Venus, a Sagittarius Venus, a Capricorn Venus, or an Aquarius Venus. Those are the only options that I could have been because it's two signs away from the sun in either direction. Venus has the most symmetrical orbit of any planet. And when I found that out, it was just perfect. It made so much sense that Venus would have the most symmetrical orbit. And what I mean by that is a lot of planets have a more oval or ovoid shape to their orbit. 
Whereas Venus is almost a perfect circle. And the reason I say that is perfect is because symmetry is equal to beauty. Venus being the planet of beauty, of course it's going to have the most beautiful orbit. Venus is said to have properties of being cool and wet. The cool portion speaks to having social graces and wanting harmony, whereas the wetness has to do with bringing people together and making interactions more pleasurable between people. Moving on to the part that you all care about now, (laughs) the significations of Venus. What does Venus stand for? Venus is the ruler of Taurus and Libra. When placed in these signs, it's said to be in its domicile which means Venus is going to be happy here and she's going to feel at home and like she can just express herself naturally, which sounds really beautiful when talking about Venus. Venus also experiences her exaltation in Pisces, so Pisces will also be a very happy place for Venus to be. On the flip side, Venus has placements that it does not favor, and those are called detriment and fall. Venus is in detriment in Scorpio and Aries, and it's in fall in Virgo. If you have a Venus placement that's in detriment or fall, don't be worried. It's not the end of the world. It's simply pointing towards an area that you're going to need to work a little bit harder at or that might give you some frustrations in life. So for instance, if your Venus is in Aries, it's going to be in detriment. Aries is ruled by Mars, which is the complete opposite of Venus and has a very different way of operating. Mars is fast and Mars is in your face. Venus is soft and wants to take things slow and sweet. You might be more aggressive in love, or you might have a hard time finding love because you tend to rush into things. If you have a Venus in Aries, you fall hard and fast, and you tend to overlook the red flags because that's a very Aries thing to do. So remember, it's not all bad. It's just knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses when looking at your chart. Venus experiences her joy when she's positioned in the fifth house. The fifth house is considered the house of good fortune in Hellenistic astrology. She experiences joy here because it's the house of sensuality and also children. The fifth house has to do with art, creativity, sensual pleasures, sex for the sake of procreation, fertility, and these are all things that Venus would like or govern over. Venus is said to be a benefic planet. Whether you have a day or a night chart, Venus is always a benefic planet, which means a good planet. She bestows good things upon you, but she prefers to be in night charts. So again, whether it's day or night, she's going to have a good influence, but if you have a night chart, her influence will be much stronger and she'll be much happier there. She'll be able to shine a lot brighter and she will give you all of the gifts that she can. Love, pleasure, and beauty. Those are the three main words that come to mind when I personally think of Venus, and I think that's what most people think of Venus. But let's flush that out a little further. Let's give her a little more credit than just that. Venus rules over how we love and how we express our affection towards others. She also impacts how we appreciate beauty and actually what we even think is beautiful. So they always say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, depending on what sign Venus is in that's going to really impact your scope of beauty. It's not just limited to physical beauty either. Venus speaks to the art that we might like and even how we decorate our houses or what we surround ourselves with. Really, Venus is our aesthetic. And I want to put a little asterisk here and say, if you don't like art, 
if you don't really care about art or don't have an eye for it, that's also Venus. There are certain placements that you might be a minimalist. You might not really want all these ornate, beautiful things. And that's because you have a particular Venus placement. And I don't want to spoil which ones those are just yet, but we will get to that in the next two weeks. So yes, if you're sitting here thinking, well, I don't care about art. I don't care about super crazy, luxurious things. Well, that's your Venus. That's your Venus impacting you. That's your aesthetic. Venus is all about the aesthetic. When you know your Venus, you can analyze things like, what types of people am I attracted to? Are you shy or are you a flirt? And also, what types of people do you attract? It's not just who you're attracted to, but it's also what are you attracting? I'm going to go back to the Venus and Aries example because I've already talked about this a little bit. So yes, if you're a Venus and Aries, you're going to be fast-paced. You're going to be go, go, go. You're going to be a little more aggressive. You might be attracted to that type of person, but you might also be attracting red flag people. (laughs) You might be attracting people who are more aggressive in love and I think that's kind of why the Aries and Venus people can have these problems because they tend to attract, I'll say, red flag characters (laughs) for the most part. Because Aries and Venus wants that adventure. They crave a lot of stimulation. So they're going to attract people that'll give them that, but it's not always in the best way. Venus is a unifying planet and she wants to bring people together. You can find how you experience harmony through your Venus placement. So I had briefly mentioned social graces at one point in the beginning of the episode. So if you have a Venus that's well positioned in your chart, you are going to be charming, very charming. You have this amazing ability to relate to others and people will see you as really easy to get along with. When she's well positioned, there's also a sense of beauty that's bestowed upon the native. Maybe you're going to end up as someone that's extremely attractive or you have a really killer fashion sense. Either way, you will always know how to present yourself if you have a Venusian influence. The negative side of having a well-placed Venus can be mild narcissism or a lack of self-control or overindulgence. People will often bend over backwards for those who have a prominent Venus So they can become bratty or lazy, just really restless, and they tend to overindulge in food, wine, they shop too much, things like that can happen to people who have a really prominent Venus. So that's the more negative side of it. So besides love and partnerships, Venus rules over the arts and creativity. For some reason, Venus in Taurus just screams artsy to me. I don't know why that's the one that I pick out. But these people have such a dreamy disposition about them. And there's actually a lot of really creative, famous people that have their Venus in Taurus. And remember, Venus is in its domicile in Taurus, so it's going to be happy there. So maybe that's the vibe that I'm picking up on. And that's why these people that have this Venus in Taurus, I'm like, man, they just scream sensuality. So a few examples of celebrities are Prince, Lana Del Rey, Adele, Ariana Grande. All of them have a Taurus Venus, which brings me to the next thing that Venus rules over, which is voices. Venus is said to love sweet sounding voices. Anyone with a well-placed Venus is likely to be a great singer or at least have a voice that other people find pleasing. Again, it could be a good singing voice, but it could also be a voice that sounds sultry or 
unique. It's going to be a voice that people find relaxing and that they like to listen to. So that's really Venus. Venus doesn't have as many significations as Mercury does. Mercury was kind of a catch-all. Mercury could go above and below, and it was commerce, it was communication, it was transportation, it's all these different things. So Mercury really was a wide net. But Venus, the main things are love, beauty, and art. Those are the three main things that Venus rules over. And over the next two weeks, when we get into the signs, we'll be able to really get into how that manifests. But honestly, that's Venus. And I hope you guys enjoyed the little Venus 101 episode. This will get us ready to jump in the next two weeks. As always, thank you guys for being here and learning a little bit more about the planets. If you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. All right, I'll see you moon babes later. Thank you.